This is Brandon Clay with the Brandon Clay Scouting BCS Report Podcast. Tuned in, one of my favorite days of the year, talking about the 2020 McDonald's All-American Game. A lot to talk about here. Uh, Managing editor Chris Hansen and I spent plenty of time over the past couple of days trying to break everything down. I think the easiest place to start, honestly, is talking about the state that the game is going to be played in. Inside the Lone Star State, Hannah Gusters and Deja Kelly, the only Texans on the roster this year, first time since 2014 that there haven't been at least three. Unfortunately, Sarah Andrews, who would have been an essential lock, uh, does not get in due to not being able to play enough games, had an injury that held her out, and there's some participation rules in terms of percentages, things like that. So Andrews not in, would have represented the third, potentially Jordan Merritt, Harmony Turner. So several kids that have missed games time this year due to injuries there from the host state. Looking at the class as a whole, littered with gold medals, I think Chris did a great job of breaking that down for us inside of the article. Talk about Cam Brink and Paige you know, Bukers and Caitlin Clark, Haley Van Lith, U19 group. Plenty of those kids have already played three-on-three with FIBA. There's just a lot of winning involved in this group at the USA basketball level already. We talked about the injury bug. In addition to the kids from Texas, you've got Nat Marshall, another kid headed to Notre Dame who potentially would have made the team. Uh, Lauren Ware from North Dakota headed to Arizona. A bit of an unknown, but definitely a commodity in the front court. Have a hard time envisioning the fact that she wouldn't have made it. And then Jordan Jenkins out of the state of Washington who played her way in. I thought she was fantastic at Chris Hansen's Elite has Earned Showcase back in August up there to check me out uh, there in Seattle. Had a chance to get on the floor with her. I know I mentioned Brink earlier, Haley Van Lith last year. So that's always been a place where I've had a chance to really work with some of the top kids in the country. And unfortunately, Jenkins didn't have a chance to play it out through the voting process. Let's talk about what we do now. As we meet the All-Americans, we go to the backcourt. We talked about Paige a minute ago, headed to UConn, and I had the chance to write the blurb on her. And just love what she brings to a game like this. Steady hand, good range on her shot. She can shoot that thing from 26, 27. So you talk about the ooh and ah factor, right? Um, She definitely is a kid that can do that. On the other hand, you've got a kid like Kate Clark. Talk about her reminding me of Allie Patberg a lot, who's having such a good career at Indiana. And Clark's a steady hand. Good size, good length. So now you can go back and forth with her and Paige. You throw in Alexi Donarski, who just played in a marquee high school matchup against Paige earlier in the season. You've got great length, great size in the backcourt. Kids that can really handle the basketball, play on the ball, play off the ball. Uh, we'll come back to some more kids. I think they can play the point in a minute. But that's a great way to start the game. Shot makers who can also handle it. Sasha Goforth out of Arkansas loved what she did this summer. You know, I talked about Donarski a second ago. She was fantastic at the PSB Summer Invite. Did a great job of Wisconsin flight. They were also at the real deal uh, presented by Brandon Clay Scouting. Goforth on hand for the summer invite and has put herself in a lot of great situations. Really like what both of those club programs have done, Flight and Banshees over the past couple of years, putting them kids in situations to play in great games to be able to make teams like this. Madison Hayes was on hand, uh, part of our Select 24 program, was at Jonathan Hemingway Showcase there in Nashville in October. 
Head to Mississippi State. It's just a tough kid. You talk about a competitor. Somebody that just gets it. She knows how to compete. Was part of one of the best summer teams in the country um, in FBC United this past year, as was Treasure Hunt, who's been on our radar. I put in the article maybe longer than any prospect in the class save Sydney Parrish um, in terms of my own personal radar there. I remember seeing both of those kids as eighth graders. Uh, honestly, don't remember which one I saw first, but they both were in the eighth grade the first time that I got a chance to see them play basketball. And Hunt's going to have a chance to do, I think, during the week of McDonald's, kind of what Jackie Young did in 2016. I remember leaving the building and telling our staff, hey, we've got to move Young up on the big board. She's got to move up. Um, I'm not going to say that she's number one, but she's got to be in that discussion. And it turns out, you know, she went number one in the WNBA draft in 2019. Every now and then I have a moment where something strikes me, and I feel like Hunt could have that type of week here. So it'd be interesting to follow her progress. Talked about Deja Kelly being a hometown kid in terms of in-state in this one, and she's smooth. Shoots the mid-range. You know, talk about lost arts, right? Russ Westbrook. You know, there aren't a handful of people that really like to shoot the mid-range anymore. Deja Kelly loves to do that. I know one of Chris Hansen's favorite guards as well. A lot of good things to say about her game. Looking forward to seeing her. Another kid who can play on the ball but can score it off. Ideal for an all-star setting like this. Pow Pow from California. She was fantastic at Nike TLC in December out there in Arizona. I thought she was the most productive guard. Not necessarily the best, the most talented. That's not what I was looking for in that space. It was who was the most productive and really able to lead their team. And, and she was able to do that, led them right to the championship. Big shout out to Terry Bamford and Lowell Hill Country Day there. Sid Parrish, mentioned her a minute ago, out of Indiana. Uh, I remember watching her team, Scott D's elite. Her dad was actually coaching the team. Big shout out to Sean and Amy as well. I don't want to get in trouble. But watching her team as an eighth grader, sitting with Sean Smith, who now is our national skills director, Thinking to myself, man, this kid can really score it at three levels in the eighth grade. It was borderline scary to see a kid that skilled that early, grown a couple inches, and she really has become, talk about a scorer's score. Put the ball in the bucket and does some great things. Her numbers in the UIBL obviously back that up. But her training with us in Atlanta and Indianapolis in the past 12 months and just who she is, um, you know, her ability to take instruction, I think she's really just a cool kid, right? If you can explain something to her and give her kind of the logic behind it, she's going to take it and run. You know, we talked about footwork and it was a little different. Talked about a permanent pivot into a step and not that she needed to shoot it that way all the time, but for the sake of the drill that we were working on, that's what we wanted to see. And it took her about three or four reps and that thing started coming out clean in the clip and it was just a beautiful thing to watch. I can't wait to see her on that stage in Houston. Madison Scott, Love the energy, you know, talked about the same thing. It must be the name Madison, right? Uh, talked about the same thing with Hayes. Scott was a fantastic defender for one of the better club teams, if not the best club team in the country in team takeover EYBL and just competes, knows how to get it done. Um, when you find kids like that, they allow everybody else to do what they do well. So I think both Hayes and Scott bring that to this game where they're going to be sneaky good because they're going to rebound the ball. They're going to defend. They're going to do some things that you're not accustomed to seeing in an all-star game and have no problem with it. Haley Van Lith. Van Lith is one of my favorite kids in the country in the class because she's so unassuming. And then she crosses that line and there's like this focus and you look at her eyes and you're almost a little nervous like... She's going to come get me too. And she just locks in. 
and goes to work. Um, you know, she's one of those kids that I fully expect to come out on game day, like focused in and a full sweat, ready to go before the game, trying to win the MVP. You know, you always try to pick out like three or four kids before the game. Hey, these are three or four kids I think could really, really try to make a play for the, the MVP. I think that Van Lith is one of those kids healing from the state of Washington, uh, like Daniels did. Had a chance to work with her a couple years ago at Chris's Showcase. Really like what she brings to the table. And Priscilla Williams has arguably the best upside left in the group, I think, as a whole, front court or back court. Uh, you know, still slender frame, some room to grow in that area, but real length. I remember watching it with Chris Johnson, Sci-Fair premier team at our Brandon Clay Scouting Elite 32, you know, some years back, and thinking, man, this kid can really do it. So it will be interesting to see, kind of like with Treasure Hunt, what we get during the course of that week. Excited to, to see that. Anaya Russell, dynamic, right? Puts it on the floor. She played with Power Move at the BCS Summer Invite this year in July. Big shout out to my guy, Howard Dorsey. And one of the things that Russell has done throughout her career, even back to her early freshman days in high school, is get to the cup and make plays. And when you talk about an all-star game in that type of setting, and you need some kids. You need some shot creators. And obviously, you want some shot makers. You think about a kid like Russell getting downhill and then being able to kick left to right to a shot maker, and that's going to make the game that much more interesting. Last but not least, in the backcourt, Maddie Shear. It's had our attention since she came to a training academy in Atlanta as a ninth grader. And Jonathan Hemingway and I looked at each other on the way out like, yo, this kid, this kid could be special. Some things have to happen physically. She's got to mature, um, you know, in that way and grow into her game. But the game was always there. It was really impressive early. And, and that's exactly what's happened. She's grown, you know, probably three inches and really filled out through her shoulders. And uh, she just, she's just smooth, man. Comes out. And, and a real killer mentality, but it's smooth and it's kind of silent, but she's going to get you. It reminds me a lot of Anaya Peoples last year. Um, you look up and all of a sudden she's producing in the game and you're like, man, that kid can play. I think people are going to have that type of reaction. If you haven't had a chance to see Maddie Shear play at length, you're going to enjoy watching her play in the McDonald's game. Move to the front court. Cam Brink, we talked about you know, Hanson Showcase in Seattle being such a, a great training ground for, for kids out there on the West Coast and even to the middle of the country. And that's the moment, I think, for me that I really knew Brink had something. I think I told the story in a podcast earlier in the fall, but she came in on Sunday, had an obligation with her family on Saturday, already committed to Stanford, gold medalist. I mean, she's done it all, right? And the first 10 or 15 minutes, she was kind of feeling me out and feeling out the situation and the vibe. And when she realized, yo, like, oh, it's cool. I can make a mistake in here. And they're going to try to correct me and help me keep growing. She was all in. It was absolutely fantastic. Still to this moment, probably one of the highlights of my 2019 calendar was getting a chance to spend time on the floor with Brink, with Jenkins, with that crew, uh, Daniels. I mean, it was just a great group. Make Faisal, a lot, a lot of talented kids were in that group. And Brink really led the way with her willingness to take coaching and instruction. She's going to be a fantastic kid to watch in this setting and see by the time the game comes around that she's acclimated herself to it. Olivia Cochran has kind of gone under the radar, I feel like, by a lot of the casual observers media-wise in the game. Uh, you know, we've been fans. John Hemingway called me during an event. She was playing with Team Elite, um, you know, rest Kirk point or so, but she was playing with that group as a ninth grader. And John called me from one of the sites during a tournament that we were running in the spring. He was like, yo, 
this Cochran kid is the real deal. I was like, yeah, man. <laughs> I had a chance to sit with him a little bit later on in the event and watch her play. And you knew at that moment she was going to be really, really good. I think this will be a big week for her, determining just how good she is on the big board. Obviously, I feel like we've got her slotted well, but she's a kid who I think could make a, a jump again before we close the rankings out. Camilla Cardoza, even more size than Hannah Gusters, who we'll talk about in a second, which is crazy. She has a long-term upside similar to what Liz Cambridge to me. Um, there aren't a lot of kids that you see that are 6'6", six, 6'7", six, six, in high school with the size that Camilla has that can move the way she can. She's got a little touch around the rim. Obviously, shot changer, shot blocker, rim runner, does all those things really well. But her coordination is what really strikes me from the next level and even into the professional level as something that could keep her playing this game for the better part of the next 15 years, if she stays healthy, is her ability to move left and right. Uh, just a talented, talented kid in the front court. Looking forward to some of those matchups, right? Brink, Cochran, Cardoza, Delaya Daniels, the future Cal Golden Bear, gets up and down. Different type of player than any of the three that I just mentioned. I think she's more of a 4-3 hybrid. Put the length in the front court, legit 6-3-ish. Uh, maybe even closer to 6'4", honestly, with some sneakers and some insoles, right? I think she's another kid that after watching her at TOC in Phoenix in December and working with her at Chris's event, that the rest of the country will take note of during the course of the weekend, even in the game night. And uh, it'll be interesting to see kind of what the vibe is coming out of there. Angela Douglick out of Illinois, headed to Oregon, so she'll play with Parrish, Pow Pow, Maddie Shear, all those kids for Kelly Graves. Just had a chance to watch her at an event in December in Chicago. And love how she moves different than a Daniels. Reminds me of a kid actually from Chicagoland area in Jenny Bain. When Jenny Bain was in high school, Jenny Bain was also a McDonald's All-American. Has gone on to have a good career at Harvard. So there's a precedent there for a player who looks like her and plays like her to be really good in this setting. So I'm looking forward to watching that. The aforementioned Gus is another home state kid. The matchups with her, Camilla, and Cochran are things that I'm really looking forward to. You could toss Kylie Watson in there too in terms of big body kids because you don't get the opportunity to see these kids match up very often in spaces where they play against other kids who have similar builds but the same skill level and the same athleticism. And that's exactly what we're going to get. Uh, you know, Hannah's going to stay in state, play for Baylor. So, Give the, give the faithful a chance to travel from Waco down to Houston if they want to. I would encourage that. Make that ride down the interstate. Come and check her out. Mir McLean, we talked about team takeover a little earlier, and we'll talk about them in the next two players. Her ability to get off the floor is just astounding. If you have not seen her play live, this is a great opportunity to do so. Quick bounce, gets up and down. Fantastic kid. Always seems to have a smile on her face, but as a competitor, right? Going to rebound that thing twice. There's a guy on the other side of the ball in the same game, Scotty Barnes, 2020 at University School down there in Florida. And McLean and Barnes are going to resemble each other's games. Good athletes, jack of all trades, could probably play the two through the four, maybe even defend the one um, inside of a game like this. You can switch everything when they're around. So it'll be neat to watch them play one after another and be able to see the similarities because I really like what both of them have going on. They make production through their versatility. You love to see it. Angel Reese, we talk about production through versatility. 
Reese might be the poster child. She's got an X-factor quality in a game like this where she can handle it like the guards, but has the length of the traditional front court kids. Like she looks like Delia Daniels, but really is more of a true wing player guard in that way. She could grab it off the rim. She could take it coast to coast. She could finish it. She could find the open player. Uh, she just really has a basketball savvy and IQ that I think will translate well to this setting, knowing when and where to pick her spot. So looking forward to watching her. She was the primary catalyst for takeover the past couple years, and they were really successful. So see how that thing moves. But a lot of great matchups here, as you can tell, in, in, in very diverse settings. We'll stick to the East Coast here. Kylie Watson out of Jersey. Fantastic during the training session in Atlanta. Our Brandon Clay Scouting All-American Showcase in August. She has size. She has touch. She can shoot it. Reminds me of Taya Reimer, who was a McDonald's All-American in the 2013 class with her size through her shoulders, but her ability to stretch the floor with her jumper. Uh, but she doesn't back away from being a quality rebounder. A lot of times kids that size if they shoot it well, they just want to shoot the basketball. And that's not what Watson does. She will post you. She will score it. And in that way, she reminds me a lot of Taya. So excited to see what she does during the week. And last but not least in the front court, talk about Maddie Westbelt. Smooth operator. I think she can play 3-4 in this type of setting either way and be fine depending on your matchups. She can stress the floor, score it at the high post, be a force inside as well. She does a lot of things that don't necessarily show up in the stat sheet, especially in this realm when you put her around other great kids. You can make her almost that Kevin Love type of vibe where she's the pick and pop kid, sets a quality screen first couple times she score off the screen, third time she scores as a result of scoring off the screen the first couple times. But guard oriented game likes to face it, uh, does some really good things. So excited to see what she brings to the table and really all these kids. Congratulations to everybody who made it. Looking forward to seeing all y'all in Houston. Chris Hansen and I will be there front and center. Please believe it. Until next time, this is Brandon Clay. Any Jim is home.